Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and this week we are re-airing Joy Behar, one of my favorite people uh, in this business, someone who I wanted to re-air this because... You know, with my show going on, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble, uh, which is at 59E59. That's right. It's at 59E59 Street Theater. Joy is someone who has spoken truth to power, called out our officials. She has been fearless. She has been a friend to the LGBTQ community. She's hilarious. And so I thought... It's Women's History Month. My show is running. I think we need we need to hear Joy. She's amazing. So that's this week. Um, I hope you're enjoying these re-airs. We have new episodes coming up soon, but I am almost done with tech. 
rehearsals and the show's amazing. People are loving it. I'm really proud of it. I think if you are in the New York area, you need to come see it. It is a call for action. It It's just something I'm so proud of. And B.D. Wong is such an amazing director. Like, I can't even tell you how much I have learned from him, how he has brought this thing to life and just made it better than I could have even imagined. It's just been such an incredible process. So I love you, B.D. Wong. We're doing some talkbacks too, so you should check that out. Um, We're going to have some shows where afterwards we do a talkback with B.D. one, and there's going to be one with Sandra Bernhard, my lover. I love her. She's the best. And with Mary Trump, my friend Mary Trump. So check those out, but really come see the show. People are telling me how important it is and thanking me, and that just feels like a million bucks. So I've never been more tired in my entire life. I mean, probably more tired with the kids when they were first born. But I was young. I'm 60, and I had to memorize 56 pages. It's a lot. It's a lot. And my body with the, you know, you don't realize how much energy you expend on those on the stage, and I'm sweaty. So I'm loving it. I'm loving telling the story. So get your fucking asses to 59E59. Also, it's at 59 East 59th Street, you fucking idiots. Um, Theater A. What else did I want to say? I do not understand. I, You know, Elisa is a therapist by trade, my lover. But she was an economics major at Tufts. So she's explaining this whole bank collapse thing which is so fucking ridiculous. And the fact that they're blaming it on Biden when it's fucking Trump's policies that call, I just, I can't take this. And fucking Lauren Boebert and her fucking 17 year old son is going to have a kid. She's 36. Like this is not this, these, and she's in, it's fucking infuriating. Like that's a good role model. 17 being a parent at 17. That's fucking shit. Okay, so that's that. I I I just want Trump in, indicted. I can't with the it's going to be it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I it's like please. It's like trying to have an orgasm on a um antidepressant. It just keeps nothing happens. Even though I um actually don't have that issue. Um so anyway, TMI. I don't know what else I have to tell you. Ron DeSantis is scary. Mike Pence is a fucking piece of shit. These people are disgusting. And the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene had that gavel in her hand, fucking Kevin McCarthy. What a piece of garbage. I can't take it. I can't stand these people. All right. I just had to get that out because I haven't, I've been just trying to read the news and not watch it. I can't miss Rachel. And I love Stephanie Rule. So, um, but it's just so and fucking furiating. And then at some point, we're going to have to talk about how um, people in their very early 20s have no sense of humor. Okay, that's that's going to be a big topic coming up soon because I can't take that either. Anyway, so I think you're going to love this episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy my interview with Joy Behar. And I'm not ringing the bell because she's not Jewish. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Joy Behar is here. Woo! 
My voice, my voice gives me away. One time I was at Lomans and, you know, they had those open dressing yes, rooms. Yes, I love those, yeah. And there I am, and I don't want anybody to talk to me, but I was on the radio at the time, so I figured nobody would right. know me. WABC. And then my brassiere and, and pants, panties, right. and some yenta comes over to me. Joy Behar, because she heard me say, right, this, right, this right. Look, how does this look? It's like I but can't joy, escape. But you do. You have such a distinctive voice. I know, but it's like, I always say it's like having Jimmy Hoffa in the back of my throat. <laughs> It's like it's not. It's you know not what a, it is. It's what? similar to Ray Romano's. Well, voice. it's an Italian yes, thing. Yes, I was I know. just going to say that. Also, you know who else sounds like this? Not who? for nothing. Claudia Cardinale, the great Italian actress. Really? Yes. So it's an Italian thing. And yeah. the Jews, the Jews through the nose. You know, <laughs> nasal. We're all nasal. Not everybody's nasal in the entire Jewish community in the world. Okay, well, not every Italian has a fucking Jimmy Hoffa in it. Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, just full disclosure, I have, have been doing stand-up since 1982 in college, and then I came to New York, and I used to watch Joy Behar, o- only by marriage. Well, ex-marriage. But you're a Jew. Two you're married, two Jewish Jew. husbands. Right, two Jewish husbands. Two you're Jewish an honorary husbands. Jew. Yes. Okay. I used to watch Joy in awe. Of the fearlessness, the yeah, you were fucking fearless. That, it looked like that. I was not. Were you scared before I you had went on the runs? Really, little vomiting on but the yeah, side. Then you'd get on stage and be like, ah, fuck you, yeah, yeah. And used to do, <laughs> used to be, I'm divorced. Shocking. I mean, I know your entire fucking act. I loved it, and I used to hang out with um, your daughter Eve. Yes. Because uh, she was in high school. Yes. And I had just graduated college and we used to hang out in the back. It's funny you started in 1982 because I started in 1982. Right. But, I, but was I, was, I was old enough to be your mother at that right. point. Yeah, But I was just in, like I did a few shows in college and stuff, but yeah. Okay, so Joy, we're going to start from the very beginning. Really? Yeah, you grew up in Williamsburg. Yes. Which we have to give it <laughs> bell to. Um, <laughs> Josephine Victoria Oak. Chiudo? Okudo. The C-H followed by an I is a K, like K. Thank you. You're welcome. At, you'll learn that she also spoke, uh, taught English. Anyway, only child, only just child. like Eve, half. <laughs> and uh, Mom Rose was a seamstress. Yes. Also and worked for Jews. She worked for Jews. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gino was a truck driver for Coca-Cola. That's right. Nothing Jewish there. Okay. All right. Uh, it was kosher. And then... Um, but I, you know, I know from knowing you that you you grew up in a time you had this big Italian family, and I, I remember one of your jokes that always stuck with me was in the summertime we didn't all the Jew, Jewish kids went to camp and we went to stoop. No, oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was always used. To I make said my me laugh. no, my my family didn't believe in camp; they believed in stoop. stoop. Yeah, yes. and I they said that the kids who went to the camp were the kids whose mothers didn't love them. Okay. <laughs> Well, we, ju- we are very Jews are very into camps, not those kind of camps. But you know, we're like even like on the holidays, they all like, go to a big hotel and yeah. everyone eats together. Yeah, that's they, true. Ding, ding. I like that about the Jews. Yeah. That I grew they- up next to the uh, uh, Antonellis and De Savinos. Where was that in Jersey? In Jersey, we loved them. I loved you know Grace Antonelli. Um, she was the nicest, except their dog Apollo bit my. Mother. Why are you ringing the bell? She, oh, Antonelli's right. not Jewish. That's right. Well, the dog bit my mother. That's why. Oh, um, I see. So no. is the dog Jewish in this case? No. But the dog hated Jews, was a Nazi. And so I remember one time I used to live, I used to go over there all the time. And one time it was Passover. 
And um, <laughs> this could be an extremely, extremely annoying feature of this yeah, podcast. It is. But then you get like, you're like, oh, you forgot. You know, it comes. All right. So anyway. I mean, unless a bunch of hussies are listening. I'm not sure. All right. So we, people bring them to my shows. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, so I remember one time I, it was Passover and, and she was like, are you hungry? You want a hot dog? I was like, sure. And then I went home for dinner. Who are you talking about? Grace Antonelli, my oh, neighbor. Oh, Grace Antonelli. went over. Rosemary that was, was my That friend. was hours ago that we mentioned yeah. her. And so then she gave me a hot dog. I went home yeah. for dinner. I was like, I'm not hungry, which was never the case. And she's like, my mother's like, why? And I said, because I had a hot dog over at the Antonelli. Was it a kosher she, hot dog? No. Oh. And she went fucking, oh, oh my God, I try so hard. Uh, mental. Okay. <laughs> she didn't have Hebrew National at the Antonelli's. Oh no! They, they just had, had like, well, everything bacon. They had a one. Did you have this? <laughs> it was like a pan, an iron, a bacon pan no. that always had grease in it. No, like no, no, it was no. just ready to go with the bacon. No, no, no. We we had and my family was raised on pasta fazool. Right. So you know we didn't have a lot of money. So my mother was was a cook. They all knew how to cook from scratch. Wow. And everything was fresh vegetables where you got on the corner and all fresh stuff. And you ate like that? Yeah, that's how I ate. I never had preservatives in my food. So did you, that's why you're going to live forever. Ever. Well, hopefully. But you had these Sunday dinner. My neighbors had Sunday oh, dinner. Oh, yeah. The Sunday dinner. Well, that's why they're fat, too, because right. the family's not slim. Right. Uh, the food was not processed, but it right. was fattening. Right. So, you know, so they had the Sunday dinner with the, you know, the brajol and the meat sauce and, you know, the whole, and then lasagna, everything. I mean, fattening food. And did food. you have cousins? You were an only uh, child. Yes. Well, I was an only child in the family until I was seven, and then my cousin Valerie was born. Right. She was named Valerie. My my grandmother was, my cousin, my grandma's name is Antonia. And it was like, why'd they name her Valerie. <laughs> my Aunt Joan, her mother, said, well, I saw it on a soap opera. I oh, liked my the God. They was, she hated that. Then how come they're naming her Valerie? What does Valerie do? Uh, Valerie had a job at Hershey. They live in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. very nice. She's very seven nice. years younger than me. Wow. And uh, that's it? Up until then, I was the queen of the goddamn family. Right. And then Valerie Did came you fucking along. hate Valerie when she was born? No, it's funny. At seven years old, you kind of like, oh, I have a baby. Right, right, right. Yeah. I like. And is it. that it for that generation? No, oh no! Hundreds followed. Really, hundreds followed. Then there was Annette. Then there was oh, the, okay. then there was Vincent and Anthony. Right. And then there was another Vincent and another right, Anthony. Right, they, right. they haven't had a you know a new name in the Italian family since the Renaissance. <laughs> Except for Valerie. Valerie. That's why she stuck out. Right. So you used to perform, right? You I used, used to-, to perform. I was like a. I was like the TV set. Right. I they'd say, Come on, I'd be like four years old, sing another song, tell us some jokes. I'd be ten o'clock at night. Right. Like, I'm tired, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Come on, one more. And I, I had to learn every Shirley Temple routine. What, but did they have people come over and be like, Joy Joy's gonna do it like did they sit around and yeah, now the co- it's yeah. joy time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousins with not my cousins, but co- my aunts and uncles and the rest of them. It's like get a life. Get a, is- get a life. And they just made me a performer, which I, I kind of like grew out of it as I got older. Right. And I and then I shut down on it. It was right. like, what? Am I, who am I doing this for? Am right. I doing this for me or for them? Right. But then I needed the money. And, and when I was 39 right. years old, there I am alone in the world. I right. have no husband. I have no job. Right. I have no career. So I said, let me tap into this little right. talent I have that wow, they developed. so interesting. Yeah. So, all right. So you went to public school. Then you went to- um- I never went to a Catholic school. Never. Ask me why. Why? My mother said she didn't want to go. That sums up my childhood. I didn't want to go to Catholic school. I didn't want to do certain things. I never was told what to do. Wow. Never told me to shut up. Never told me where to go to school. Nothing. 
Do you think that was bad? I don't know. You have before you the product of this kind right, of but you're ultra good, permissive but you behavior. Do tell, but you're you're not an asshole. I had no. I'm not an asshole, but I, I had no boundaries whatsoever. Right. I had to create my own boundaries. Did you? Do you think you did that with Eve? My daughter claims that I was not strict enough, that I didn't insist she do her homework at a certain hour. Right. She is like, a, she's like Frau Brucher with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> she, that kid, uh, God forbid he looks at the iPad, she right. has a fit. You know, and, and he and I are in cahoots about it, though. Come right. on, I'll give you half an hour. I'm right, like, right, you know, right. grandma. I'm horrible with the kids. All right, so were you popular in high like, were you? I was in school. Yeah, I was popular, but I was also not popular with other, with a certain uh, group. Right. It's almost like the way my life is now, where right. the Trump haters hate me. Right, right, the right. Trump lovers hate me, rather, right. and the Trump haters love me. Right. So it was like that. I had a group that loved me, and then these other girls would come from other neighborhoods, right. wearing a clothing that was like weaponry. Right. You know, they'd wear like garrison belts and right, leather right, right. jackets, and they'd have gangs, and they'd come into my neighborhood, try to find me, and try to beat the shit out. Me, why? My shrimp. One shrink said it was because I wore Bermuda shorts, <laughs> and they were they were they were horrified and 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 stupefied, right, by my Bermuda shorts. And so they came in and started arguments and fights with me. They'd start pushing me like that. But and you I defended would, yourself. Well, I would start to talk. I'd say, "Listen," I, they'd say, "You called my girlfriend Thomasina a tramp." <laughs> I'd say, who the fuck is Thomasina? First <laughs> what of all, kind of I name don't, is that. <laughs> well, it's like Tom Asina. I know. And I hate names like that, by I the way. I do too. Like Robert becomes Roberta. I know. It's like a boy's name that they turn right, into a they, girl's yeah, name. Yeah, I know. I hate that shit. My name, my real name is Josephine, right. which is Josephine. Joe. Right, right. I don't like that. Right. Judy is not. Judith is like from the Bible. Yes, I, I killed someone actually in the Bible. Did you? Who'd you yeah, kill? I forgot. Ring the Can bell. You look that up? Oh, yeah. It was from called the Bible, a, and I killed homicide someone. Homicide by Jewish. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's so you, but did you go home to your mother and be like, "Oh my god"? No, I never told them anything. No, I would never tell them anything. I tried to tough it out, and I talk and talk them out of it sometimes. So that you used your wit. Yeah, I used my wit. I never actually. One girl was threatening to bite my neck and everything. I was like, (laughs) "What are you, Dracula?" And I was like a kind of kid who was pampered. My mother would buy me clothes at Macy's Little Shops, and I was treated like a queen, even though we lived in the tenement. Right. For some reason, I never thought we were poor. My aunts all had mink coats and mink stoles. Right. But we had to walk up five flights of stairs. Right. To get to were the they, apartments. Were they immigrants? My mother was born here. My father was born in Italy. He came when he was a child, and she went back there when she was a child because her mother died in a childbirth. Oh, that's a Very terrible. sad story, yes. Poor girl. That's terrible. Yes. And I, she never mentioned that my grandmother, that I was raised with, was Wasn't... actually not my blood grandmother wow. until I was 17. What? Although I didn't even think anything of it right. at the time. That's fascinating. Yeah. How did they meet then? They met in, in Williamsburg, in the neighborhood. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, because then they, they all right. settled in that Italian right. pocket surrounded by Hasids. Right. <laughs> See, I told you you're going to remind me. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So then you graduate. You go to Washington Irving High School. Right. Which was in Manhattan, which right. was a saving grace for me because... Otherwise, I would have had to go to educate uh, ED, uh, which was called Eastern District High School right. ED, which they called ED Educated Dumbbells. That was like really? the nickname of the school. I didn't know. I don't I know. I thought any- it was erectile dysfunction. Well, it is now. now yeah. But in those days, it was educated dumbbells. <laughs> and that was my school that I was zoned for. Right. And my Aunt Julie said, no, no, no. You're going to Washington Irving on the L train. And that's why I went there. And that's where I met 
the top lesbians of the New no York way. City. Oh my God! You, there were first of all, first that of were all, out in high school. Yes, it was a, what? It, yeah, in 1960. To no 60, way! I was there 60 to 64. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. They were out in school. Like yeah. I knew it was the biggest secret. Like I had a fucking ulcer. Well, see, these were not every one of them was out. Right. right I later right. found out. Right. But uh, this was um, all girls school. See, they were comfortable with saying that they were they were lesbians, right? And, and no one fucking shunned them. And no, we we no, not at all. It was a complete. First of all, the, a lot of girls in that school were art majors, right? I was in the academic track. I was right. in all the good classes, and we were not stupid. We knew. Wow. We were not homophobic in high school. That's amazing. Yeah. After well, the, plus there were yeah. other things to worry about. Like, yeah, like, like getting, I feel passing like, the regents, right? Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of. People in my community, the LGBTQRSTV, yeah. you know, I feel like they're fighting a fight that, and and they're 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 fighting us. Yeah, you're not calling me this. You're not standing up for this. And when you know we were fighting for our lives during the AIDS crisis. Yes, and you're fighting because I said I didn't say they. I know everyone's going to get pissed off. Oh, what you're but, saying is very politically incorrect. Right. These days. But I'm yeah. just saying, you know, don't attack me. I, I paved the, I'm one of the people who fought for you to yeah. be able to be who you are. Yeah. Don't yell at me for making a, an honest mistake. Uh, you wouldn't be where you are. Well, they're trying to, I guess, educate you also into, into the 21st century. Right. Uh, I'm being version. educated, but I have a new joke about what, it. What is Tell it? me if you like it. I'd tell me. Okay. So I said, I feel like the next generation is trying to get rid of gender, period. So there'll be no gender. And I was thinking, if there's no gender, how are we going to know who to pay the higher salary to? <laughs> it's good. It's good, That's right? A good I, it's a clap joke. I mean, it's not a joke that you laugh at. No, it's a, where they're like, whoa, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when I say a hysterical <laughs> joke about like a morbidly obese person, they're like, whoa, it's so fucking annoying. Those days are gone, Ju Judy. You can't do morbidly obese it. jokes anymore. I do you it can't anyway. do fat jokes. Tough shit. No, I did. All right. <laughs> You got a BA in sociology from Queens College. Yes, and an MA from Stony Brook. I know, I have that, but I was, were you the first one in the family to go to, to college? Go, yes, I was. So what was it like? Were you, were they, they like- They came to graduation. Joy is going to college. Josephine, did they call you Josephine? No, called me Joy. Joy is going to college. Did everyone come? Was it like a big Italian- No, my, but my father tore himself away from the, uh, the uh, racetrack to come. Wow, that's yeah, good. That was big. Right. Uh, my aunts always always came to open school night, though. Right. My mother and my two aunts would show up at open school night to hear the teachers praise me. They Wait, felt. So, so. Felt. <laughs> Wait, so it was <laughs> like instead of your mother and father going. My mother would come, but my aunts. Your mother and, my mother and your two, and my two aunts, aunts would come. My that's father, fucking my father wouldn't come. hilarious. Yeah. And they would, the three of them would come all for pits. <laughs> And and the, the teachers, Mrs. Beckenstein, would yeah. tell them she's doing wonderful work. And they would just glow. <laughs> My mother said for pits all the time. Okay. That's so great. So you go to college where they all, did you have a big party? And, you know, like. A graduation party. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you go to college, you study sociology. With an English minor. Right. And then do you meet. Joe Behar, which I met is, him at college. You met him at at, at uh, Queens College. Queens College. Yeah, he was a uh, a real serious student of sociology, meaning right. that you uh, you fell asleep when he started speaking. Right. <laughs> that, that's a serious right. student. Right. Wait. So, and he was 
Was he older than you? No, same age. Same age, and you met in class? I, I met, I liked the way he looked. He was very cute. Right. Very tall and skinny, my right. type, like my like, daddy. Right, very, was, that's Jewy, like accountant-y looking, like no, tall, No, not thin. Jewy, he's Sephardic, but he's blonde, tall, and blonde. He looked wow. Polish. Okay. I thought he was, this is a funny story. I, I thought he was Polish. Out. Yeah. I thought he was Polish because he had blonde hair yeah. and looked very Polish. And then I looked at his watch. He had Hebrew numbers on his watch. Oh, I love him. <laughs> okay. And I said to him, where did you get that watch? He said his dentist gave it to him. Oh, I've never dentist. heard of a dentist giving a, a, I know. a, a patient a watch. What is that? I don't you know. You should have known right there it wasn't going to work out. Okay, so then. <laughs> so then I, I, I started talking to him a little bit, and he was not responding that much. So then I see him in the hallway, and I hit him on the head with a book, and I ran. Imagine that. I That's was, I was 17 or 18 years old. Right. And then he came back to the classroom and he said, you know, some crazy girl just hit me on the head with books and he knew it was me. Right. And then we went from there. <laughs> That's the story. That is. <laughs> and here's what I learned from that. Don't pursue the guy. Let him pursue you. Yeah. Because they, it didn't work out. So you introduce. <laughs> you the- know, my girl, my had a shrink who used to say, remember, the man has to have the erection, not you. <laughs> And I and I and I take That's that so seriously. Yeah. So you bring him home to your Italian family. Loved him because he was tall. My aunt <laughs> went bananas. My aunt. Rose. I can't believe you're not attracted to me. If you were a lesbian, you'd be attracted to me because I'm I tall. Would. Okay. I know. Uh, but my aunt was like, "Oh, he's so <laughs> handsome, right? And so tall. I mean, you know, the Italian men in my family, right? Were like, my father was considered tall, and he was like five ten, right? And my, there comes a six foot one blonde, blonde yet." And they didn't give a shit that he was a Jew? They liked it. My mother used to say, marry a Jewish guy. They're good to their wives. Wow. So you marry- he was not a regular Jew. He was a Sephardic Jew. They're completely different. Now they're all going to yell at you for saying the regular Jew. Well, one's Eastern European and one's- Well, what do you mean a regular? And I don't mean he's a regular. Right. No, I'm saying- The Jews that I'm- The ones that I'm familiar with. Right. So the The Sephardics are like Spanish. They're from Spain. Yeah. Morocco. Yeah. And they have different, they eat, they have different laws. Anyway, so. They have, they have also different food. Food, they right. They had Spanish food. So good. It was delicious. And they can eat peas and rice on Passover and Ashkenazis. And I was just like, after I heard that, and Ashkenazi can't, I'm like, fuck that. Why does some, because where you were, you can eat peas and rice. I'm fucking eating peas and rice. I'm done. Well, a lot of those dietary things come from people dying, I would assume. Like pork must be. Yes, that was. Yes, trichinosis. Uh, back yeah. in the day. Right. And suddenly no but, Jew can have right. a piece but of pork. Right, but you can't have, you can't have bread on Passover. So, yeah, that's, and that's, so there's something about peas and rice you can't have. And I, I never like, heard of that. Peas and yeah, rice. Peas and rice. Ask that's my a mother, new one but she's on dead. So, uh, but the rules mother. change, you know, yes. like I grew up Italian Catholic. You weren't supposed to, you had to have fish on Friday. They right. changed that. Now you can have fish on Friday. You can have meat on Friday. They well, you can get a tattoo now if you're a Jew. Seriously? A lot of letters. Yeah, they, there's an article in the times. They're like, some major rabbi, wait, blah, 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 said that it's okay to, first of all, like, you can't get a tattoo, but you can get, you know, enhanced tits. Right. You know, right. facelifts, facelifts, Botox. Uh, gastric bypass surgery. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, but you can't, all right. Ears penis pierced. enlargement. Yeah. The ears pierced, they do that immediately, some yeah. of them. But the okay. tattoo is based on what? That the body goes into that, the grave. How yeah, it came yeah, in. whatever. Well, I thought that was a good rule. It stopped people from putting all those stupid pictures all over themselves. I, I can't take it. <laughs> I mean, then no, you can't I take have them to off. say, 
like I see, sometimes I see like an attractive woman walk and she has a short skirt on. Yeah. And then the legs, I want to go get a sponge and fucking wipe off. I'm like, there's dirt all over. What it's, is that? I don't know. And I don't know, but it's, it's, why do you have a scar on your knee? Did you get- I had a total knee replacement. Oh my God. You were a little young for that, aren't you? Yeah, I was you? 49 when I had it. Why, why so uh, young? Well, I'm gigantic and I was, <laughs> uh, I've always had, I have arthritis and I ran oh. the marathon and now- it was affecting my life, but now my other one affects my life, and I. But I had some. You got to do time. that one too now. Yeah, I can't deal with it. I hear That's that it's very painful. Horrible knee surgery. Horrible, yeah. and and they don't tell you, and you shrink. I I've shrunk. Well, you're going to shrink even more, but that's all right. You're, you've no, that's all you've right. got height to spare, honey. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so you, how old were you when you got married? You got 20, married I was in 22. Uh, 1965. I had, I had just turned 22. Yeah. And did your parents say you're too young? Well, that wasn't my young. aunts. My two aunts who used to come to open school nights said, <laughs> "Are you sure you want to do this? You're so young." Yeah, you know, they were the same ones who said to me one time, "You, if you don't meet them in college, you'll never meet them." Right, that was so, a big thing. So they to get set your me, MRS in college. Well, they set me off on that, and then at that time, everybody was getting married in right. my group, except for one girlfriend, one smart girlfriend who went to law school. The rest of us all got married. Was the girlfriend um, Jewish? No. Oh. So, but my mother got married at 35 or 32. Well, my Aunt yeah, Rose 32. got married at 35 and um, her mother, Did she sis- have kids? her sister-in-law, her brother's yeah. wife said, I thought you'd never do it. You're so old. In those days, 35 was a spinster. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and my yeah. mother was over 40 when she had me, which yeah. was ridiculous. Like, no one did that. Okay. So he was a professor, though. My Joy, fa- my, Joe. my husband? Yeah, he became well, a professor. He became a full professor, yes. And so you end up, do you go right to get your master's right after? You um, get your master's no. in English I got education. married to him, and then we went on the most depressing honeymoon anyone was Where? To, to the Neville. <laughs> <laughs> At the okay. Neville. And, and, and also, Neville. remember and, that commercial? At yes. the Neville. <laughs> I've worked the Neville many times in the Fool's View really? since then. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, um, yeah, we had a, I thought it was a depressing um, honeymoon. <laughs> and then, then the guy gets a. a gets Did a, you have premarital sex? Uh, technical. Right. Technical. But did you enjoy it? I enjoyed the technical. All right. And I enjoyed all the feeling up and the right. the pre the pre appendicitis. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it became like a man on top of me, yeah. I didn't love it as much. Right. But now I do. <laughs> it took me many years. <laughs> so ladies, if you're out there listening, okay. And the pre the the uh, what do you call it? The um Feeling up. What did you call that part? Feeling up. No, no, like the uh, P- petting. Petting. Yeah, that's petting. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Petting is the greatest thing in the world. Right. I love petting. I could pet. In fact, that's why I have dogs, so I could pet them. <laughs> no, but uh, no, seriously, petting is better than actual sex. I don't care what anybody tells you. So you marry Joe, you, you're, and you get your master's, and you move to Long I, You t- Did you move to Long Island? No, no, no. You no, taught no. at listen, Lindenhurst. Listen to me. Sorry. First, we went, he got his degree. Right. And we moved to, I'm sorry, you're right. I knew it! (laughs) I knew it! After we got married, we did one, I got a job as a, um, I worked at the unemployment office in Brooklyn. No, you didn't. I did. 
I had to interview people for jobs and then train them. It was an interesting job. It was? Well, the Navy Yard was going out of business, and I had to reschedule Assi- yeah. assignments for them. And I had to get them training at Did the Apex cry Technical and School. Like- no, they were thrilled to be out of work and getting a free government right. Uh, training, right. which is what they need to do now with people right. who are out of work. Anyway, so we di- I did that. So and- they trained them for other jobs. So the government was taking yeah, care of yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting yes. thought. Yes, isn't, isn't it? That? <laughs> that you pay taxes and then the government yeah, takes care helps. of people. Yeah, oh my God. Wait, I just passed out. Go. So I had that job and I enjoyed that job. And then my husband decides that he's going to go get his uh, get a job. He had a master's. It's from uh, the new school. And he got a job as a professor in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. Right. So I had to go with him there, okay. which I would never do that now. I, right. I know Be women, like, go fuck we don't want to go yeah. traveling with you. You live there. I'll live here and we'll see how it works right. out. More <laughs> to the I'll point. But I went, there, I went there with yeah. him. And then after a couple of years of that, we took a teen tour group across the country. It was one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> These little teenagers, I still have it over here for them. Right. They pick up boys along the road. But the one of the girls was having an affair with the bus driver. I mean, <laughs> it was the worst. One day, my husband was came late, and one of the girls was late. Also, they was getting out of the hotel yeah. late, and I said, "Where's where's so and so?" And they go, "He's with your husband." Fuck you! I know they were tar- terrible. Right. So we did that, and then. Uh, we moved to Long Island to get the PhD at Stony Brook for him. And then I was getting my master's. I got pregnant. We had a baby. And then that was it. Right. So you had a baby, Eve. Right. That's half, a half. half. She's a half. Um, and you're stuck in Stony Brook, Long Island. This this Italian girl who was you know grew up in Brooklyn and then went to high school in Manhattan right. is stuck in fucking Long Island. Sent to reach. Right. Long uh, Island. What's the exit? You remember? Exit 60. The exit 60. The worst. And you became depressed. Oh, yes. I was okay for a year. Right. Right after I gave birth, my, my side of my face dropped. Right. Oh, you had the belt. I, I, I had, but the, the doctor, I, I was petrified. I was nursing a baby and suddenly my face drops. Right. And I go to see this local doctor there and he goes, well, I don't know what it is. It could be an aneurysm or maybe a brain, an a brain tumor. I really don't know. <laughs> So, so I thought I was going to die right in the middle of breastfeeding a baby. It was oh, terrible, time. horrible. So then I finally find a smart Jewish doctor, mm-hmm. and he tells me, "Oh, you have Bell's palsy." And he says to me, "I said, how did I get that?" He said, "We can get it from a breeze, breeze, so a from, draft. In, in a car." So I said, "It's a wonder more dogs don't have Bell's palsy. Right, They're right. always got their head out the window yeah, getting right. a breeze." <laughs> and then. And then um, I went away after a few weeks. And then I came out of that like blossoming. I was right. planting and I was doing paper mache puppets. And but I was, it, you, but, you and know, I was getting blow, my. Yeah. You can get it from stress, too. Well, no, I think yeah. I was getting it from the labor inducing drugs they gave me. To uh, birth. Okay. But that year was fabulous for me. Painting, watercolors, paper mache, being a and mommy. Was your, were your, was your mother and your aunts My, coming to visit you? N- yes, they visited, but they were very far away. Right. And then after a year, I completely crashed. I took to my bed and I couldn't get out of bed. I was so depressed. So how long did that? That was a clinical depression. Then I found a shrink. 
So, but what were you able to take care of Eve during that? Because when I had a clinical yes, depression, I still I had a no, very difficult time. I took care of her, but it was right. it was hard. Right. And and then I because I found a therapist. Right. I always feel that I had a therapist in college. I had a Same, therapist. Eighteen, I started always with a therapist, and you now people should know that that's available to you. Right. And she charged plenty, but I I was on like a credit with her. I okay. said when I sell my house, I'll pay you back, right. and that's what I did. But see, doctors don't do that anymore. No, it's but like there but there at, are clinics. Yeah. I went to the postgraduate center for psychoanalysis. They gave me uh, 20, oh, tw- 20 yes. bucks a session. Yes. You can find places right. where they'll help you. And so she, and they do help. She got yeah. me out of it and, uh, and I was on the right track and then I forced him to move back to, to, to Queens. So, and was the marriage going okay? Yes, it was going okay until then. I mean, it went okay for about 10 more years. Right. So it was like in about 16th year, it started going downhill. So you are stuck there. You have a kid. And yeah. in how long did you live there? Exit 60. In Rhode Island? I no. mean, in, St- in Long yeah. Island. Um, I think two two years. Okay. Yeah. You come back. You're better? I'm better. And well, now can- I'm alive. I'm in, right. I'm in Forest Hills, right. which is closer to my mother and father, which right. all my friends are there. And I'm fine. And, and I had a great place to live, too. And then you become... A receptionist? At no. Good then I was, te- and I was teaching. You were teaching in, Lin- in Lindenhurst? I was teaching. Linden. Well, when I lived at Exit 60 before I got pregnant, I taught at Lindenhurst High School and Babylon High School as a sub. And then when I moved to Queens, I got a job as a teacher too in Queens. And that's where the jokes come from, right? With the- Some of the teaching jokes? Yeah. The- I also taught English as a second language. Yes, I love that. No, that's politically incorrect. I'm not doing that Oh joke. my God, it's the funniest joke. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't oh know my what God. I don't this know is what so this is what my book is about. I don't How know what joke you're talking about. Oh that. Oh you could say that. Oh all right. Go ahead. No, the kids would be well and this was in Rhode Island when yeah. I was teaching in Rhode Island, which I taught there too. Right. The kids would be uh Miss Behar, he said F all the time. They'd be snitching on each other. Right. Miss Behar, he said F. Finally one day I said, Okay, who the fuck said F? <laughs> <laughs> and what about the one where you were like, who and whom? Well, that was when I taught high school dropouts down on the Lower East Side. Right. And um, I was teaching basically hyperbole to pimps down right. there. A lot of them were like pimping, a lot right. of kids. And uh, they were adults. They were not kids. I was teaching them to pass the, the right. GED. And I was teaching uh, who and whom. Well, how does that yeah, joke go? I remember it. Whom uh, do you wish to murder? Yeah. Not who. <laughs> I'd always make it relevant it's to whom. them. <laughs> this is like I think I don't think I've ever you laughed this act. much because uh, I fucking I think you're <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, you know, but I I can't do those jokes anymore. So what's the point? Uh, but you know, they make me happy. So that's all that matters. <laughs> hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than ten thousand different kinds of plants and over two million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. 
I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. When do you get the job at GMA? Good morning, oh, America. Well, now I'm teaching uh, several years. And where's where's Eve going to school? Eve is going to school in um, That's a half a Long Island, in Queens. Right. Public? Public school. Oh, she went to all public schools. She's such Just a like kid. me. Nobody, we don't believe in private schools. Uh, same. I, I, I think public. Pu- public schools, yeah, where you have a, a diversity. Right. I don't like all these same brats. Oh, my God. Hey, same- did you see that this J- uh, Epstein character, this child molester, yeah. was teaching a Dalton? And William Barr's father was the principal. I know. I know. But he fired him, I think. Right. But he didn't have a fucking degree. Not even a degree. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Why do they pay, charge so much to go to a school like and Dalton they can hire people when the teachers yeah. are less educated than me? Right. Thank you. Don't even. All right. Okay. So what else? Where were we? I hate that motherfucker. Of course. Uh, And it's just so bad for the Jews. Well, you know, I mean, everybody. We got Michael Cohen. Yeah. We have Stephen Miller. Yeah. We have Jared Kushner. (laughs) We have. (laughs) Yeah, but there's Donald Trump. He's not Jewish. No, he's a Nazi. He's involved. I mean, with them, but he's. He likes them. You can't put this on the Jews. Stop it. No, I'm just saying we're getting bad press. Okay. So you think Stephen Miller doesn't. Doesn't write those fucking horrible speeches. He does. He's yeah. a horror. He's a, and his parents Ugh. like they they're shunned and they can't stand him. I can't stand he him. He's from a liberal. He's from Santa Monica. I know, but power corrupts and, and absolute his uncle, power corrupts. Holocaust absolutely. survivor child. Yeah. wrote that op ed about. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you, how do you get your job at GMA? Good morning, America. Well, Joe Behar's um, cousin, also Jewish, Henry. I was the lighting director at GMA. Okay. And I had decided I wanted to be in show business. Okay. So this, the only job that was available there was the receptionist. Okay. So that's how I got the job. But I and was a terrible receptionist, so how as bad, you know. Like, what, what well, you I'll do? tell you one story, which is a, a story about, uh, I would answer the phones, good morning, America, good morning, America, good morning, America. And I'd get calls. Where is Joan? Why is Joan London? Well, how, the, how do I know? <laughs> I'd say, I don't know what she's doing. She's lactating. <laughs> which she was. She always had kids. She was breastfeeding somewhere right. in the building. And then one time they called me up and they said, and this is a true story. Was, was that Albert Speer on the show today? He was a Jewish. Albert Speer is a Nazi. Oh. <laughs> Take that away. Wait. <laughs> Und- undoing. Okay. So they call me up and say, is that, that Albert Speer on the show today? And I'd say, yes. I say, Albert Speer, the Nazi. I say, yes, he was on the show. He was. Yeah. 
he wrote a book. He said, how, how dare you have a Nazi on morning television? I said, look, I don't book the show. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, it's hard to get Nazis on this show. I said to the guy, you have to fly them in from Argentina. And it's an expensive proposition. They all want to be driven around a Mercedes or a BMW. And, and, and I hang up the phone. I got fired from that job. I don't know why, though. Look how good I was at this. Oh, my God. And did you go, did you feel great? Like you had just done a bit? Like. Well, no, I, I, what, I had just done a bit? Well, no, I'm That saying, wasn't a bit, I meant it. No, I know, but it's so fucking, but you, did you know that it was fucking hilarious? No, but you know how, this is, one thing about Good Morning America that I will give to you as a comedy story is that, you know, I, at another point I was had a, a, I was surrounded by people at a desk and I used to answer all their phones. At four o'clock in the afternoon, we would have lesbian hour at my desk. <laughs> Seriously, we called it Lesbian Hour. Right. The only guy who was allowed was the George Merlis, who was the EP, and he was a great guy. Right. Otherwise, it had to be females. They were all women. There was only one actual lesbian there, right. though. Whatever. So that would be where I would hold court a lot, and I'd say funny stuff, and if they laughed after it was over, I'd write it down. Wow. And that's how I started to write my act. Right. And so when did you first, and where did you first... First of all, you get divorced in 1981, correct? I think so, yeah. And was that awful or you awful. were fucking... The worst. I guarantee you anybody is thinking about getting a divorce, think it's twice. Hell. It's, it's hell. hell. It's hell. Well, I have a theory about did you, that. Did you want to hear it? Yeah. My theory is that, particularly with your first husband and when you first, when you marry very young, you don't know what you're doing. So you're still unformed to kind of a fetal, right. in a fetal Which is state. Why I, same as why people put tattoos on when they're 18 years old. You don't yeah. know what you're doing yeah. yet. And what you're really doing is marrying a form of your parents. Right. And so when you get divorced from that person, it's almost like being You're abandoned by your parent. Right. That's the reason that it hurts so much. Right. It's very, very painful. That's interesting. But because, but you, you all, know, but you have to separate from your parent. Absolutely. And so it, after a while, it works out. So uh, same with me and um, Sharon or Schwendy. Yeah. Um, is that you know she was like a mother to me, mother figure right. to me. Exactly. And then, who? What prompted the divorce? Cheating? Ooh, could be. I know what it what it is, but I guess we're not getting into that. Okay. A man never leaves his wife unless there's another woman oh, there. Please. And thank God it would never get rid of them. Right. But also, <laughs> the um, it's same with the gays. Yeah. yeah. Like when people say we're getting divorced, I go. I always say who cheated. And they're yeah. Like, it's no, usually, it's it's there's it, usually a third party. Right. Usually I'm, it's constant. All right. You could say that we've outgrown each other, or you could say we've grown apart, and all these other lies that right. people say. But it's somewhat. But you, but you need know, a no, no, no. You need a catalyst, right? And the other person is the catalyst. Do you think sexting with someone is cheating? Like, oh hey, yeah, yeah, I do absolutely. Too. So you get a divorce. Do you get full custody? Oh yes, there was no issue with that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, no. Did and but did you see him a lot? Yeah, she saw him. All right, but she liked you better. Well, it's not that. I mean, she. Oh, come on. She saw him as much as she could. He moved away. Well, he moved back to Exit Sixty. Oh, I think he always really enjoyed. Wanted to be at Exit Wanted to be at Exit Sixty. Um, That's one. You know, one of the other things I could share with people who are listening is make sure that you're on the same page geographically. Right. I was raised in a tenement in Brooklyn. He was raised at the beach. So he ended up at the beach and I ended up in a building with a doorman, right. but it's still a tenement right. if you think about it. Right. And that's how we ended up. If you don't want to live in the same place, you really shouldn't be married to each other. I agree. 
Um, by the way, a lot of listeners hate that I say right all the time, but I'm so How about the it. bell? They enjoy that? Yeah, they love the bell. They hate when I say right. <laughs> so you meet Steve. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> no, it was about a year later. And you get married. I mean, get married. You start dating in 1982. Yeah. So a year after. How did you meet him? I met him at a, at a, um, a singles resort called Sukasa which is this place up in Woodstock, which is an adult only. And there were, you know, was part new people nude around there. No and, way. Yeah, he was nude. I saw him. Wait, wait, you're at this resort yeah, and you see a naked guy. He was standing at the pool with his friend, Neil, uh, bare, bare assed. And I was with my other friends. And were you bare assed? No, never. Okay. You know what I say for a man to see me naked, I have to be in his will. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I was not naked. He was, but a far away. I was not interested in anybody at this place. Okay. It was like one of my friends was like, "They're glomming on me. I can't stand it." Fuck her. That night, well, the guys were annoying. So that night, there's an activity, and with, this is the kind of place it was. People are watching "A Knife in the Water" by Roman Polanski. <laughs> this is the type of place Ew. it was. Good. <laughs> Jew and child molester. Right. Not good for the Jews. No, Sorry. Epstein. Go. <laughs> But the most child molesters are just heterosexual males. They don't have to be any oh, particular group. But yeah. they hate the gays. So wait, so you so go to the We're watching Roman Knife Plan. in the Water. And I see him standing there, fully clothed, thank God. And I, I sort of remember so him. So you didn't see the penis before. You only it saw it. It was the from ass. far away. Okay. But you know, far away. I was impressed anyway. <laughs> so I stand next to him. Again, in my mode of pursuing the man, which is a mistake. But I learned from the first time, don't be pursuing too hard. I just stood stood there and was watching the thing. He was standing next to me. I thought he was cute. I said, what's going on in this movie? And that started the whole thing. See, but then I then I didn't pursue he pursued me. Like, so did, like a crazy person. Really? Calling me all the time, yes. Like, did you like do anything while you were at the resort? I'm not discussing that. <laughs> So you don't live with Steve. So it, for years, for we didn't. years, for Same, years. I mean, Elisa and I don't live together. No, and that's I, and I think of you. I think of you. You've given me some amazing advice. Like what else? Breastfeed. Right. You made me breastfeed. Yeah. Did I? Why? What did I tell you? You said you're you're breastfeeding. <laughs> um, why did I tell you to do that? You said it's you, good for the baby. Right. And it's good for you. Right. And you you're you and were, you'll never catch a cold from the baby. Exactly. The kid will catch from you. No, I mean, the kid will never catch from you. But Let you me will tell ne- you, that immune system, immune. he never gets sick. From you. Ever. Yes. Ben. Yeah, good yeah. for him. So, <laughs> yeah, you were you were helpful. So what else did I tell you? Oh, you've told me a million. You know, you always like. Don't live with them. You've helped me in my career. Like, just be like, oh, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> right, them. Right. Give you advice. Um, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you're funny. Yeah. You're, I always told you were funny. Yes. And you don't tell a lot of people they're funny, which makes me very happy. Um, (laughs) Okay. I laugh easily, though, at comedy. You know, who who do I think is funny? Damarera. Damarera. Oh, I know I fucked up. And Mario, too. Two Italian. They both make me pee in my pants. They're both hilarious. Not Jewish. Kevin made me laugh. Meanie, not Jewish. Right. I'm just saying, because most of the funny people that I remember from a child were Jewish. You know, Toadie Fields, oh, I love Joan Rivers. Toadie Tales, Joan Rivers. A woman named Jean Carroll. I love Jean Hilarious, Carroll. Yeah. I uh, love Robert her. Klein was my major idol. Yeah. So, yeah. The other funny people. I, I never found George Carlin as funny, but I enjoyed him. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Also, Sophie Tucker, Francis Faye. 
Um, I'm not that old. I don't remember these people. Okay, whatever. <laughs> My parents were old. Uh, so you meet Steve, but you don't live together. No. But, but he lives on... In the Bronx. In the Bronx. In Riverdale. And you are you start doing stand-up while... Oh, when I first met him, I was doing it already. And he often came to your shows with you. No, I did not allow him to come for a long time. I uh, didn't, so I when didn't, I knew you, he... For a whole year, I did not tell him I was doing stand-up because I didn't want him to lose his erection. <laughs> because when a but man... But if anyone wouldn't lose... It's Steve. He, yeah. I didn't know that at the time. I mean, I'm saying that literally, but right. I wanted him to think of me as demure right. and shy and unassuming. That's so, uh, most people do think of you, yeah. <laughs> well... When I was with him, I was like that. Right. You know, that's so all funny. cutesy. Right. And then I'd get on stage and I'd be like the biggest ball buster. So I was afraid for him to see that, that he would turn on me. So then one time I was in the village and um, with my girlfriend, with him and my friend Leslie, and this woman came over to me and she said, Aren't you, uh, didn't I see you perform? You were very funny the other night somewhere. I said, Oh, you, you must be mistaken. I don't know what you're talking about. And she left. And Leslie said, now you're starting to lie to him. Oh, yeah. So then I had to tell him. What did he say? Really? I want to come see you. See, he's the greatest I know. guy. He is. I said. He's the greatest. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't and know. And he's so fucking smart. And then I took him to one gig where I had to perform. I was getting like um, $750. Wow, My God. that's good. Well, this is, previous to that, 50 bucks was the most I could ever make. Oh, same. So now yeah. I'm making 750 for one night and, uh, performing for doctors. And they're the worst. They were some no. These were not even Jewish doctors because okay. there were priests there, as well. Oh, the worst audience. When you go to them, it's the worst. They are the worst audience unless you're talking about them. So I only had a couple jokes about them, and then I had to stand up there and die like a dog, which I did. And then after I was finished, Steve said to me, "You were funny. They were a bad audience." Right. I said, "I have to. I have to keep this guy. He's the best." I know. So that's why I don't let him go. Are you working during the day and at doing this point, stand up no. at night? At this point, I got fired from Good Morning America. Uh, they were very nice about it. They said, get out. <laughs> and uh, I said, listen, I'm a single mother. I have nothing. I have no husband. I just had a near-death experience. I need the job. What was your near-death? Oh, I had an ectopic pregnancy where I almost died. Oh, that's died. right. And so um, they fired me anyway. They fired so me So nice. And I went on unemployment insurance, which is one of the great things of this country. Oh. And it saved my life, oh, unemployment so insurance. Oh, so that's, a not, that's yeah. an example yeah. of... Of good good government. Right. So uh, you start doing stand-up. Eve is how old? Uh, 12. She's is 12. Is she like, Mommy, don't do stand-up? No, or? no, no. She never paid any attention to my career whatsoever. She has zero interest in and it. And did she care that you were out at night or? Well, uh, you know, I'd have her, my mother would come over and wait, help her. Uh, but, um, but I would do, um, I would do stand up all over as much as I could. I had Ruth Stern booking me. I was just going to talk about God her. God bless her because I would never go on the road because I was raising a kid yeah. and she would get me gigs in every Jewish country club in every the tri-state country club. area. And this is the Ruth Stern story, everyone. She's a legend. Every time you called her. And she would say, I got the, I got a gig for you. It's at the, you know, the Brayburn Country Club. And, uh, and she'd be, uh, you know, $1,000. And I'm like, oh, well, because that wasn't a lot of money for yeah, doing those. That was those. a lot for me. But, I didn't well, all right. So, so she'd say, I'm just making it up. Right. So she'd say $500 okay. or $200. And I'd right. be like, $200, you know, that's, 
that's nothing. And she'd say, well, I called them up. I called Brabrun. I said, Drew the gold. They said, who? That's who? So that's what happened. Yeah, she used to that. And she used to, used to have to drive her. She would eat with the food spitting out of her mouth. <laughs> well, she'd she have some time. She the Friars Club, though. Yeah, she was good in certain ways. Yeah. So I appreciated her because even though I she was too. one of the most annoying people. In and the, her in, husband. She'd have a bad meal. Like, that didn't say so. She'd go, here, Paul, you eat this. Paul, oh my husband. God, he didn't say a fucking word. No. He, when she died, he fell apart. Yeah. So you're pretty successful doing Well, I was up. doing that and I was making some money. Yeah, I was, but you, because I ended up having to go on the fucking road. I hated it so much. Yeah. But I wanted to get like a half an hour on stage or right. so. But you, Mario and Susie never really had to go... <laughs> Suffer in these condos? No, we didn't do it. Well, we didn't do it because we appealed to this country club crowd. Right. And I could do those gigs. I I don't know why you didn't. Well, I don't know why I didn't do a lot of things because look at me. Okay. (laughs) No, I don't understand why you wouldn't appeal to a Jewish audience at these country clubs. I don't know. I I did. But you guys were getting all the gigs and I. Well, there was plenty of work in those days for that. She didn't like you, I don't think. Ruth. Really? She probably didn't. She probably thought you weren't appropriate for her room. That's what that was about. What did I do that was wrong? I talked she, about she, my mother. She, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what the reason Fuck is. you, Ruth. Um, but <laughs> she's, then she, she's I dead. ended up. Yeah, I ended She's up. dead. All I'm saying is that if you worked in her room, she booked you. If she thought that you would not work, that was it for you. Wow. She gave some jobs to Corey Kahaney, I think. Yes. Yeah. So... The well, I was loud. This, this <laughs> bell is the most annoying. I've never okay, done a I'll, podcast right, more annoying. I'll, than I'll, this. I'll stop. <laughs> you, your first, bre- you end up. You're at Catch. Uh, then you get a show on Lifetime called Way Off Broadway. Yes, yes. It went one season, and, and it was a great show. Uh, yeah. Wait a second. Larry David was one of my writers. Okay. Larry wow. David. Okay. Yes. He used to come to my apartment every night, and we'd work out a stand-up set. O-M-G. Yeah, yeah. And that was... Uh, 1987. And that was... Now, was that your big break? Your first big break? Yeah, yeah. And then you get a show live from Queens. Oh, I no, I, that wasn't my show. That but was you Sissy were, Biggers. Yeah, and you would... You were one of the I would regulars. Be, I would come in once in a okay. while. But she never let me talk, Sissy Biggers. She would keep... Bah, 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 bah. She was like Kellyanne Conway. Never right. a period did she meet. Right. And then my shrink... I went to the shrink and she's, I said, I don't know what to do. She said, interrupt her. Oh, I said a light went off. I need this shrink. So I interrupted her and and later she thanked me. She said she didn't. The reason the girl didn't stop talking is because she wasn't sure I would pick it up. See? Yeah. So that's what happens when you don't communicate. That's right. She was nice enough to have me on a lot. She's a nice girl. And then that was over. And then I did some other show, a couple of other things. You did, you know, you did a one night stand on HBO. Oh, yeah. You did Women of the Night on HBO. You you were a regular on NBC's Baby Boom. Yes, I played a, a German nanny. Right. And no one, but my father, you know what I looked like? I looked just like the shrink I was saying. I had braids around my head, no makeup, and a white uniform. So my father- you're, the, Wait, your you're shrink didn't wear a uniform. No, but, okay. no, but, but I, you had the, yeah. I was the nanny. So my father goes to his club, the Bugs AC. That was the name of the club, the Bugs <laughs> AC. He goes to the Bugs AC to watch me because they had a TV he liked. He comes home and he says to my mother, she wasn't in it because he didn't even recognize me. The man didn't even recognize my voice. 
my father did not recognize my voice. Are you kidding? Women at Lowman's are recognizing my voice, but not my father. Ridiculous. Okay, so then you get, do you get the WABC job right after that? Oh, the radio show? The talk show. I got the radio show, I believe, in 90 or 91. I did pilots, a couple of pilots in between. That didn't go anywhere. I got the radio show. But you were hot. You were, everyone knew you. Everyone knew you in New York. Barbara Streisand, I was going to say Barbara Streisand. Barbara Walters didn't know me. Right. I I wanted to get to the story. But people in New York knew me from the radio show. You know, I could sell out rooms when I was on a radio show. Easier than when I was on television. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, people just wanted to see what I looked like, I think. And you were so funny. <laughs> I One had time a, I called and you yelled at me, though. I did? Why? Yeah, you're like, what's your point? And I'm like, okay, sorry. What, did you identify yourself? Yeah, I said, hi, it's Judy. Hi, Judy. <laughs> you were in some mood. And I said- well, I still had my period. Yeah, and I, you, you said, I, I don't understand your point. Bye. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> you did something. And I was like, crush. I can't believe that you were upset. Oh my God. I'm such a, I'm so sensitive. Oh Jesus. Yes. Oh, I'm. So I tell them a story you did to me. Oh, this is the worst, but I was so young. <laughs> I, okay. So her father dies. I'm 27. She's 27. Sitting at the bar. In the bar catch. And she says to me, I'm so young and you're so old. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And you said, why does my father have to die? And yours didn't. I said, well, he will soon. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I yeah, said, you did. I'm so young and you're so old. How come I, my father's I was dead? Probably, she said that to me. I was in mourning probably. Okay, fine. Well, the day I'm sorry. I, the way I yelled at you on the radio, I'm sorry. I had my uh, I'm sorry. period that day. I'm sorry. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, I'm forgiven or welcome? <laughs> you're forgiven. Oh, I forgave you that day. I remember because I couldn't believe, I because I was at the point where I was like, wait, every, all of my friends have their parents. You know, I mean, 27 young. is young, but it's not like, you know, 13. No, it's but, still young to lose a parent. Right. And mm-hmm. and it was like that. And uh, and you liked your father. I love. Did you like father. it better than you liked your mother? Truth. You know, I can't. Probably. But I can't. <laughs> father. But I can't. Don't remember so much. I didn't really get to. I wasn't fully developed. Yeah. And I realized all these things I would love. And I, all my cousins are going through pictures and they always send me these photos. And in every family photo, I'm sitting with my father. I'm next to my father. And I just realized, I think I blocked a lot. Was he taller than you? He was six two, and then I I don't know. I think we were I was a little taller than. One, I give advice to people who are listening that who are younger. Always ask your parents questions because after they're dead, you want to ask the questions. Nobody there. Yeah, I did that with my mother in the nursery. Yeah, there's a lot of questions to ask. Yeah. Okay. You get you're on the radio. Yeah. I am mad that my father's dead. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I have one that you said to me after I had what Ben. What did I say? You don't remember, everyone was saying this because, you know, Henry's adopted. My, you know, my ex Sharon had Henry. Right. I adopted him. Right. I had Ben. Right. And we would, we came over, we came over some, you know. To my house. Yes. Oh, you were fighting with Sharon. What? Yeah, so constantly. we never, constant. Oh it was my awful. God. They came to my house. They did not stop fighting I couldn't with each take other. it. I told you to stop it. Yeah. You said get, yeah. You what have did to I say? stop. Said this. You said you have to stop fighting. But so anyway, we break up. What else did I say? It sounds like I said something worse. Yeah, you were. This is not unacceptable. This is unacceptable yes. in my house. And and so. <laughs> and then after Ben, remember was when born- when Rosie O'Donnell came to my house for dinner and you were there with Mario and Susie? Mm-hmm. She brought her own beer. Oh remember? yeah, yeah. So I. <laughs> 
I I remember after Ben, I was I brought Ben over and and you said, all right, which one do you love better? Oh, love more. And I said, I love them exactly the same. And yeah. you're like, come on, Judy. I said, no, I do. And you said, all right. It, they're both drowning. Who do you say? Oh my God, Sophie's choice. And I said, "Well, Henry knows how to swim, so so that's how you got out of it." Yeah, yeah. But you love them both. I do. You do. Oh, I yeah. love. They're both lovely of them. children. Oh, thank you, they Joy. Are. That means a lot. Very nice. Mm, I'm gonna cry. So you do. <laughs> no, you a- did a good job. You had a really had. You know, it's not easy to be right. I had a, a single it- parent and to to be a comedian at the same time. I and mean, yeah, and they're not crazy like you. They have like a sanity about them, which is unbelievable. Uh, Henry's a little, no, they're yeah, no, well, they're good. You did a benefit. You did a benefit, and Barbara Walters was there. Is that oh, what happened? Well, you know, in those days, uh, you had to, you had to be seen, right? And you, and you, you hope that somebody no videotaping. Would, so I, I would never. One of the mistakes. Alan Alder once told me that the mistake I, one of the mistakes I made, not Jewish, but his wife is and his kids are. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Boy, you're really stretching now. Um, (laughs) How about people who just think they're Jewish? (laughs) Um, So uh, he said to me, I I told him that I never would like I'd have I'd have a set coming up and I and and I'd never invite important people to come because I never thought it would be good enough. And that was a huge mistake I made because I would always kill those nights. And then afterward, I'd say, what a fool I am. I should have had, you know, the Bernstein, Bernstein here that night and what have you. Right. So, um, but for so, so what would happen yeah. is instead I'd be asked to do benefits. So then I didn't have to worry because important people would just be there anyway without me calling them. You get it? So this was one of those evenings and it was at the, um, Waldorf Astoria and it was Milton Burrell's 89th birthday. Right. And Barbara Walters was in the audience, Regis Philbin, no, and other luminaries. It was like uh, the TCM crowd, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Esther Williams, not Esther Williams. Some other people like that. Right. Rhonda Fleming. I don't know. Yes. And they were all in the audience. And I got up and I did a set and I did this joke about how uh, women, um, men will always find a a wife, no matter how hideous they are, no matter how old, no matter how stupid. Take the case of Salman Rushdie. Now, he's not stupid and he wasn't hideous, but he was in hiding for for several (laughs) 10 years. And he got married three times while he was in hiding. It's like, who came to the door? The Avon lady? (laughs) I mean, who did he marry? Etc. And this whole bit around that idea. I get off the stage. Everybody's laughing. I, I said to Steve, you know, how did I do? He says everybody was laughing except Barbara Walters. No way. Right. So I said to him, Who cares? I'm not going to work for Barbara Walters. The moral of the story is you never know. But that's where she saw you and from that hired you. She said to Regis Philbin, who was that woman? And we just said, that's Joy Behar. Don't you know her? He knew me. I never heard of her. Well, she was busy, you know, entertaining Henry Kissinger. What does she know from me? Right. <laughs> it's amazing how many people See, are Jewish. That's why I They're like do a, it. It's like a very small percentage in the world, and Point yet in this room, it's ninety percent. Isn't it? It's amazing. That's why I do it. I hope your audience appreciates. They this. do. All they right. bring they bring bells to my show. <laughs> do they? Yes. How irritating! So, um, <laughs> oh my god. 
You, you're worried about them looking at their phones and you don't mind them ringing bells in the middle of your show? Ring them bells. Oh, God. So, so uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So then Bill Getty was looking for, uh, you know, people to be on the show. Somebody called recommended me. She said, oh, I like her. They tested me and I got the job. It's amazing. That's what happened. And here, 22 years later. And let me tell I'm you, still on the many show. times I did stand up on The View when I was allowed to go and on. Comedy Central uh, uh, Corner. And, uh... She, everyone was laughing and she would show a face. She and, doesn't laugh, but she and then would say to me, very funny. Yeah, yeah. And then would ask me about my so your kids and your di-, and I was like, Oh, she was yeah. interested. Yeah. Well, she's well, she's like the people who like when one time I, I, I auditioned for Saturday Night Live in nineteen seventy five. What? You never heard this story? Didn't you see my solo show? Yes. Okay. You want to hear something about that funny solo show I did? I did it down at the Cherry Lane Theater, yes. right? People were howling and laughing, et cetera. On opening night, I invited a lot of people I knew. Famous people were, some of them. That was the night I did. And fine, it's over. Um, so like six months later, I do the same show at Guildhall in, in the East Hampton. Many of the people who were there opening night were there that night. After the show, I go, they had a big party for me at, at uh, Alan Grubman's house. And there was a, uh, a guy there uh, who was a uh, Supreme Court justice. I think it was Kennedy. He was there. Or one of those. Breyer. Justice Breyer was there laughing hysterical. And they said to me, this is a whole new show, isn't it? It was not a whole new show. It was the same show. And I, I've come to the conclusion that when people are laughing that much, they, they do miss, not remember anything. But they also miss a lot. They miss everything. They thought it was another show. That's great. All those years I was saying, I can't repeat this material. What a fool I was. I could have done the same fucking act every night. They would have thought it was a different act. But you can't do it on television now. No. No, not on TV. Yeah. So Any, that's, anyway, yeah. where but, were but we? 75, you auditioned for SNL. Oh, SNL, right. I think I remember the story, yeah. Well, I don't want to go into a whole long story. Right, but just tell My me. My friend Jane and I were, would write comedy material together. And we came up with a character called Sadie Catalano, who would give news in the neighborhood. So she would say, like, only a hail of bullets marred the festivities as wedding bells rang. <laughs> you know, and then, or a, a former bodyguard, Carmine Russo, has become a faith healer. There isn't a cripple left in the neighborhood since he's been pronounced. Pronouncing his miraculous words, walk or I'll break both your legs. Okay. So we had bits like that. So I said to her one day, now we're both like teacher housewives and we're in Forest Hills. And I say to her, why don't we call up Saturday Night Live and see if we can get this bit on that show? It was the first year. She says, okay. Like we're two idiots, like Laverne and Shirley. I pick up the phone. I call uh, NBC, you know, which you can easily get through the, the board there. And I say, can I speak to John Head? Because I saw that his name, the talent coordinator, his name was John Head, which is a double whammy. Right. I say, can I speak to John Head? They go, yes. They put me through to John Head. Unbelievable. He picks up the phone. I say, hello, Mr. Head. <laughs> this, my name's Joy Behar. And, th- and I said, and let me do the bit for you. He said, well, let me hear it. I say, okay, I do the bit. It's very funny. Would you come in? I'd like to talk to you. And I got I got so close to being on Saturday Night Live because of that phone call. But I never made it. Every week I'd be on the board, right? The first week right, they, they said, you. well, Madeline Kahn is hosting and she, she needs to be, uh, we don't have any room for you. She wants to be the funny one anyway. Fine. They had Gilda Radner. They didn't need me. Second week, uh, Raquel uh, Welch is, uh, is hosting and she has to be the pretty one and the funny one. I said, well, who's posting next week? Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is going to be the funny one and the pretty one. 
I never got I never got on the fucking show because of all these other divas who preceded me. Well, of course, people don't want to be upstaged. And then Gilda Radner wanted to buy the material, which I said no. Oh, do you wish you had? No, I used Uh, that material. You did, okay. So I kept doing it and doing it, and after that, I you know I just kept getting going along. It's amazing. But that was in '75. Remember, I didn't get fired from GMA till 1981. Wow. I was not even a comic until 1981. It's amazing that it was always there. That you always knew it was there. Well, from when I was a child, yeah. You start The View in 97. This is the longest interview but I've ever done. But isn't it fun? I feel like I'm going into a second oh, menopause here. please. Are you having a bad time? <laughs> no, it's exhausting. Okay, sorry. We'll end soon. <laughs> so you start The View in 1997. I remember watching it because I was working at Rosie and we were all watching yes, it on the... Yeah. And it was, it was like no other show before. In what way? In that, first of all, female heavy. Yeah. Barbara. Um, Barbara. Right. That was and, the key. And... It was successful women yeah. with opinions. Well, we all were educated and successful in our careers, all of us already. Star Jones was a lawyer. She told you every day. Meredith Vieira was, had already been Love on her. 60 Minutes. Right. Um, Barbara was Barbara. And Debbie Matinopoulos was, they called the young one, and she was coming up in her, in her career. And there was me, who had been a teacher. So we all were, you know... We had, a, and I was highly opinionated, and so so was Star, and so was Debbie. But Meredith was not because she was trained to be more of a journalist. So, and Barbara never gave her opinion. Did you know it was going to be the hit? That no, because Barbara had to go station to station to keep it on the air. For how long? Oh, I don't know. Years? Long time. Because they, they didn't pick it up right away all over the place. And we didn't know that because it was a network show. It was like, what do you mean? They're not doing it every single place? Oh, so it was, but it was syndicated. Yeah. So, so. It wasn't syndicated. Oh, it was, no. No, it was network. It was a network show. Wouldn't they have to put it on those? That's what we thought, but that's not so. Wow. Yeah. So she went around and she kept it on the air for a while. Without her, I don't think it would have stayed on the air. Star Jones and you, very friendly. Star Jones and I were, were we, she, you know, the thing about Star, she had her issues, but she knew how to have a good time, that girl. Really? She did. She could have, she could have fun. And uh, she's gotten, she's changed her life. Yeah. She called you a bitch on the show. She did? Yeah. Well, they all call me a bitch. I don't mind. Because she called. <laughs> I don't care. She called up once. Oh, she yeah. Was having, I said, oh, yeah. I said, she, all right, enough I, back. <laughs> She called in because she had had some kind of procedure. Right. And on and on and on on the phone. And I said, all right, enough about you. Back to us. She says, okay, you bitch. <laughs> and it, it, if you look at it in the, you know, if you read about it, it's yeah. like, <gasps> Star Jones called yeah. Well, Megan McCain called me a bitch recently, and I didn't care about that either because we have, we, the word is, out, we, we own that word. Right. We own the word, yeah. We own the and word. And I don't care. I don't mind. You have gone through many co-hosts, and many. you're the one who has lasted the longest. Well, I was fired a few years ago. Right. and But they didn't say you were fired, of course. Well, no. At the time, I thought, why burn a bridge? Why burn a bridge? I always think yeah. that. You know, I thought, I'll just go out gracefully, because I was happy that I, that they let me go. I, I really I was happy. Do you happy. know why they let you go? I, I don't know the real reason. I have suspicions, but I don't know the because real reason. Because you had another show. You had an HLN I had an, show. I had another show. Which, what, 
my favorite. I know everybody that loved was the, that show. The best show ever. I, I used mean, to get so I was so happy. I know. Every time I got on. That, and you let me co-host. You let me host for you once. To this to this day, I'm I regret that I had could not keep that show on the air. We were the second highest rated show on the network. It was. And they took us off. I think that was a political thing, maybe, because they didn't like how I talked about Republicans. But anyway, um, that's water under the bridge. This show, I was—I don't know why I was fired, but I've been through many, uh, many, many guest hosts here. Yeah, but uh, to just the point of why did I not say I was fired at the time? Well, you know, I had a nice send off. They, no, they, I think that was the greatest they had, thing. They, Barbara, I had Alan Alda, you know Regis amazing? Philbin, Jay, Joan Rivers came to my send-off. You know, so we had like a wonderful they goodbye. A, Tony Bennett life. Tony right. Bennett sang. Well, you know, why should I be bitter and angry? I, I, I wanted to get off the show at that time anyway. So they... And I know, because I remember you're like, I got, I want to write, I want to, I had other things to do. And I had two years off where I came up with a solo show. I know, great. And I did other things that I liked. When they asked you back, yeah, was there any bit of like, oh, fuck you, you... No, no. The woman who asked me back, it was a whole new administration. Yeah, who, the new woman, yeah. Uh, Hillary McLaughlin. Yeah. Hillary S. Hillary S. G. McLaughlin. Yes. She called me up. I was walking around Provincetown looking for a transgender show. Seriously. Or a, not transgender. Uh, what do you call it? A, a, a drag show. Right. Because I like those. They're fun. Why didn't you come see me? Well, oh, I don't think I was in You town. weren't there. Yeah. I, I would have gone to see you course but i was looking for a drag show because i think they're funny and fun and uh i couldn't find it all i saw were, were, were tourists in polyester pantsuits there what happened yeah, to, now, so now what happened we, to province town this is what happened we wanted equality <laughs> and now everyone is coming it's like you have wellfleet you have hyannis you have truro, Sandwich, truro <laughs> yeah like get the fuck and now so there's a pier there where they had a uh, naval ship in World War Two because yeah. there's one area that's so deep yeah. and they now have cruise ships come for the day. Yeah. It's oh horrible. Oh, my God. It's that's horrible. terrible. Yeah. That's, you, so that's what happened. That yeah. they, they changed. Right. But, and anyway, I was walking along the street and I get a call on my, on my cell phone from Hillary asking me if I would like to come back to The View just on Friday because the, now the show is going to be live on Friday. Whoopi did not want to work on Friday. Could, I would moderate. I said, okay, just for Friday. And then slowly... Joy, you know. the show, it, you are the sh- You're so much of, you're, uh. Well, I am like the person who's been there the most recognizable besides Whoopi, so they know when, me. When they imitated you, which I think. So what, who cares? No, when they imitated you on SNL. Yeah. It made, I was like, I was failing because, you know, that, you've arrived. You've arrived. When they. When they make fun of you. <laughs> on, on SNL. It's yeah. like, you are the zeitgeist. I guess. I never took it like that, but yeah. Uh, oh, I, I thought, thought it was. You, I remember you're like, no, she didn't do this right. And she didn't do that. But I was like, oh my, I was so happy for you. This fucking idiot in the White House. Yeah. There, he wants them off the air. Oh, please. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra 
that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. What was the most, in your opinion, dramatic joy, experience, you know, event on The View? I mean, oh. you've gotten up and left. That was it. I would say walking off the stage of uh, when Bill O'Reilly was here was a, was a, 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 I physically protested his presence. You can't really beat that for, for drama. And did you get, and you got... <laughs> well, Barbara, and then Whoopi followed me out. Yeah. And uh, well, he was just saying that all Muslims are terrorists. And uh, I couldn't argue. I tried to argue. No, he kept insisting. I couldn't sit there. I was like, I don't want to sit here with him. It's skeevy to me. Right. So I got up and Whoopi followed me off. And Barbara didn't like that. She felt we should have sat there. But then the publicity came in and then she liked it. <laughs> it's amazing how any kind of publicity... Well, that that was a big moment. They still, I mean, look at look at how how great it is. He's not there anymore. I know, isn't that one of the amazing? worst fascists in, in television? He's gone. Same Roger Ailes dead. I mean, things do change. Do you think these awful people? There's plenty of awful yeah. people in our yeah. that are running this country. Right. are going to have their day. No. I don't. I mean, I know too much about World War II and Hitler to know, think that there's anything such as karma. There is no such thing. Did you ever see the movie Downfall with Bruno Ganz playing Hitler? Mm-mm. It's about Hitler's last weeks in the bunker. He's down there and, you know, he kills himself and it's painless for him. First, he gives the cyanide to the dog that he supposedly loves, makes sure that it works. And then he and, and uh, Ava Braun take the cyanide and shoot each other. And that's the end of it. He never suffered a day. There's no karma. What's the name of the movie? Downfall. I'm going to watch that. It's in German. I'm warning you, but it's very well oh, worth it. That's the- my favorite language. <laughs> you- so, so I know a lot about bad people because I watch a lot of television about that period. 
and they do not necessarily suffer. They never found half these Nazis for, they die at 97 and then they find them. They've been living, I know. They've been living I, in South America, you know, enjoying, a, sa- enjoying paella down there. Get the fuck out of here. There's no such thing as <laughs> karma. <laughs> I have to say, you have been, and Joan Rivers was like this, but you are one of the very pro LGBT. I am. You from I'm a feminist, and you <laughs> you're the true no, but you are the true. Uh, mean it. You are a feminist. I mean, they've. I feel like they're taking the word and making it like yeah. a feminist is someone who, you know, can get on stage and talk about, you know, blowjobs and this. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, they think a feminist right. is. And and a feminist is so much is not that at all, but. What is it exactly? Do you it's, think? Uh, if you're you believe in equality for everyone, yes, everyone. That's right. That this is enough. That I don't have to put on makeup for you. Right. I don't. I am good enough a, a, as I am. That's right. That everyone's a human being. I agree. I think equal. that's true. So makes you a humanist. Yes. You have been so. I just have to say for the community, there's so many gay guys that come up to me. I love joy. I love joy. You have been such a voice for equality and and I just want to say I really appreciate well thank you I mean I I think that the gay community has had a, a, a rough time from when I was a kid and you know there were gay men who were married to women in my neighborhood and I saw that they suffered it's horrible you know it was it's it's and terrible the lesbians thing. and lesbians also I think that's affected my career I came that out. you're a lesbian yeah I not anymore out. though now right, but I came out in 96. I, I, it might have hurt you, but I think it's chic now more, isn't right, it? Right, but it's chic for the young lesbians. Now oh. I'm an old, don't you think? Well, is it- timing is everything in life, Judy, yes. unfortunately. It's very hard. What are your regrets? My regrets? Yeah. I regret ever listening to anyone tell me to straighten my hair. <laughs> Uh, diet blonde, not talk about being Jewish on stage. I, I regret you ever- got bad advice. Yeah. I regret wasting time being anxious and hating myself and, and, and thinking and giving power to other people who said something about me, Right, you know, you're this. And for me to waste time on that, I agree with that. Yeah. But good for you. That's what I really, I, if I could have the time back from, you know, as you get older, this is so sentimental now, but when you get older, you realize that this cliche that life is short, it so really short. is. It's over before you can turn around. I know. So you have to really enjoy it the most you can. I know, but I just want one big break, Joy. One. Well, you know, the thing about you, Judy, is that you can get the one big break, but you have an interesting career because you still love it. I know. You could get that one big break and then start to hate it. No, I just want the money. I just don't want well, to the, never that, have to worry about money. I understand that, but th- that's part of the of the uh, journey. Yeah. And, and it's been a long journey, Joy. I I know that, <laughs> but I sort of envy you that you still love it. Really? Yeah, the stand up because I don't anymore. Uh, I might get back to it though. Uh, there's a possibility. Like I'll if do I, a show with you. If I wasn't now, the only thing you know what interested me this little room at the at the. I knew I could see your I could see it, uh, but there's a bunch of rooms like that. I don't mind doing small little rooms and having fun with that. Yeah. Just getting up and, but I'm I'm so like obsessed with Trump right now and this and my job. Do you feel like I can't I can't do anything but that? It's not funny to me. I right. So many people He's not say, funny. "Oh, isn't he good for your material?" No, I said, no. I guarantee you, every comedian who's not right wing would 
Give give up talking about him. You know if who he, was funny? George Bush. W. Bush. Was, oh. George W. Bush. There Had was material. No, but there was material about him. Right. This guy is so dangerous and so tricky for all of us. So, so um, lethal in what he's doing to this country that I can't find it in myself to laugh half the time. I'm scared. Right. But also, th- this is the only time where a uh, someone who is pro-Trump. If you say one thing, they will they'll either leave the leave or they won't laugh at anything else you say. But it was never like that. Every president was fair game. Yeah. What and, do you mean? Like in your act, if you say something against yeah, Trump, they, against they Trump, walk out. Like, and I'm like, you and know they what? walk out. So I, I tell them, I said, you know what? Because I did something about Sarah fuck me fuck face and something about Trump. And mm-hmm. this guy's like, say something. And they were laughing. And he's like, say something. Funny. I go, actually, I just did, which is why everyone's <laughs> laughing. And um, if you don't like it, you, you, you know, you can get up and leave. Enjoy your cult. And he stayed. But it's a cult. Yeah. Okay. Before we leave. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just want to. I have two more questions. FYI, Joy is an author. She has written five books, uh, The Great Gas Bag, an A to Z study guide to surviving Trump. Which is world, still available. Which is still Amazon. available. Shih Tzu Kakapupu 2 and Shih Tzu Kakapupu, which uh, one is my kind of dog, the original one. Shih Tzu Kakapupu is my kind of dog. And Shih Tzu Kakapupu 2, Max Goes to the Dogs. These are children's books. Yes. Joystick. Or what is the existential vacuum and does it come with attachments? 1999. And when you need a lift but don't want to eat chocolate, pay a shrink or drink a bottle of gin. 2007. So these are all books you can get that are fucking great that Joy has Some written. Some of them are better than others. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I always, I first of all, I can't thank you enough. I, you're welcome. I love you. Anytime, Judy. Uh, you're the best. Um, this is what we ask, but I think we know the We always ask, we're very pro-mental health because I've gone through clinical depression and- yeah. um, so have you have you ever been on antidepressants? No. Really? No, never. Just shrinkage. Shrink. Talking cure. Oh, and by the way, yeah. I take trazodone because of you. Well, trazodone I was taking when I was having hot flashes and I couldn't sleep. But I still can't sleep, but I'm now I don't I take anything. I just don't sleep. Let me tell you, the C B D oil with the melatonin. Yeah, that works. Out. Where You're do you out. get where do you get it? You can get it online. <laughs> It's CBD oil, so it's like the. Is that marijuana? But not the not without THC. It's and not is it the, is it well is it is it safe? Yeah, it's or it's all organic and all melatonin. Right. Melatonin doesn't really. But work I'm 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 addicted to me. fucking trazodone because okay. Of you. And then this is you know it's called kill me now because I'm always saying kill me now because yeah. I fucking can't stand. Right. What pisses you off more than anything? Like what thing about people or anything makes you fucking crazy? It could be. I think stupidity. Yeah. I can't stand stupid. I can't. I hate stupid. I ran into a guy, King Cullen, twice now. The guy comes over to me. Why do you not like Trump? And I give him three reasons. And he says, well, Hillary lied. And I say, it's too stupid. I can't. I can't talk to you anymore now. And I walk away from him. (laughs) What are the three reasons? That uh, why I hate yeah, Trump because yeah, I need I he's need. destroying the environment. He talks. He divides races, uh, and he is he's a pathological liar, and he's making money on the presidency. Yes. If I had to say four things, those are the four. He is the most divisive. And when you say he's a liar, they go, "Well, everybody, lie. all presidents lie." Not like this. Not every no. day. Not every minute. And not about important things. Right. Come on. Are you scared? 
about what's you happening. know, I feel a little more hopeful lately because I was saying on the air today that his the white blue collar women who are non-college educated who are mostly my cousins you know they are now turning on him a good little. yes his 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 uh, what do you call it favorability went down 15 percent among those women that's very important because he's such a sexist who he grabs women by the pussy and people still like him and he's such a hypocrite oh i can't stand him i, I, can't I know him very well you know i went to his wedding to marla you did? I was at his wedding. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell was there. Yes. Can you imagine? His I, two, the two women who hate him the most were at his wedding. I, <laughs> I feel bad for Rosie. Why? Because I just feel bad. She's watching a debate and, and that, and you know, just sitting at home watching a presidential debate. And he says, you know, oh. Megan, Megan Kelly says, oh, oh, yeah. you call women this. And he says, no, just, oh. yeah. I mean, for her kids to hear that. From the, from the next president. Yeah. It's disgusting. Horrible. I love you. But you know what? As, yeah. as FDR once famously said, I, I dated him. He said, <laughs> he said, I welcome the hate. I welcome the hate because he was getting a lot of shit for what he, he was the first socialist president. You realize mm-hmm. that. And, you know, if you want to call it that, if you want to call Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, unemployment insurance, socialist programs, which we all have, then he was the one who did and it. So many of these Republicans, parents were on the GI Bill, you know, right, right. They, were, they would have nothing. They would try. They've been trying. The Republican Party has been trying to undo uh, FDRs uh, and then the Great Society since they since LBJ. They have been trying to undo it. They don't like it. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. They want everybody out there on their own, and it's it's not it's not healthy. It's some people disgusting. can't do it. Right. Some people can't make it. And unless it's them, it's like when Dick Cheney's daughter came out as a lesbian, all of a sudden he's pro-gay marriage. Oh, Nancy Reagan became a pro uh, stem cell research yeah. after Ronnie get the get Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got to be personal with them. Yeah. Then they're happy. Well, you make me happy, Joy. And you make me happy. Uh, and you make Elise happy. Elisa. Oh, who? You know, it's I like. I know, it's annoying. I can't. Oy, Elisa, Elise, Kristen, Kirsten. How am I going to remember I this? I know. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Lori, um, Laura. Yeah, that's true. You know, stick to the one right. thing. Josephine, Joy. <laughs> no, and 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 the Kirsten and Kristen. It's like, I how know, am I, I supposed know. to know the difference? Brianna, I can't. <laughs> Is that Brittany and Anna? I, I just, I can't. <laughs> All right. How about that? There's uh, Jason and Joshua is another group. Oh. And Jeremy. And Jesse. And Je- <laughs> it could be a girl or a boy. or there's. Ugh. I think that the Duggars had all J's, didn't they? Yes, all? they yes. did. All of them J's for Jesus. Well, after, was it for Jesus? Yes, oh, yeah, that's Jesus. right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what it was for. She should have named the last one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many more am I going to have? <laughs> you know, some of those are gay. Some of those. Kids. If Jesus ever came back, he would be shocked at what the oh. what the, the evangelicals are doing in this country, and and so called Christians like Jerry Falwell yes. Jr. He would that that man would have a heart attack. I I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Joy Behar. Uh, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel. It is edited by Colin Schmeling. And nothing in my life would be possible without the help, assistance of the amazing Brittany Joe Sowards. Richmond. Um, so please follow me on 
the socials at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facecock. Even though the poster for my show is deemed inappropriate for Facecock. But you can, you know, you can spread conspiracy theories and write, you know, racist, anti-Semitic, anti-LGBTQ, like homophobic and you know, anti-Asian shit all over Facebook. But you can't show someone with a ball gag in their mouth because that's offensive. So that's that. What else? I uh, So follow me on all those. I couldn't switch to the other platforms because I just can't deal with it. I can't understand it. I know there's an I hate Twitter and I hate Elon Musk, but you know, there's people I love, like Rachel Vinman. I love her. I like just there's people who I just Molly uh, Young Fast. I like that. I just love, and I need to follow. So whatever. Please come see my show, Fifty Nine E Fifty Nine Theater A on Fifty Nine East Fifty Nine Street. You're gonna fucking love it. Uh, I don't know what else I have coming up. This is what I'll be doing until April Sixteenth. And uh, that's it. I, I just want, oh, I would like to say for the people who are listening to the end, I am making a decision about the podcast, but I think I'm going to keep doing it. I think I'm going to keep doing it. I might be focusing more on other things, but I love you. I love all my listeners and especially the ones who listen to the end. And people keep coming up to me and saying, I love your podcast. And then I'm like, oh, I can't. So I want to just say thank you. To everyone who listens to the end, you know I, I'm thinking about you. Well, the four people who do it. And I don't know what else to tell you. I just really appreciate it. Buy my book. It's more important than ever now. Yes, I can say that. And then review it. And review the podcast. Please review the podcast because I need five stars. And that way I can get, you know, some advertisers and keep doing this so that, you know, I don't keep paying out of my fucking pocket for you people labor of love so please review it and leave me a great review that would be fantastic and i don't know what else to tell you but um you know thank god it's staying light a little later because i couldn't take it i couldn't take it all right that's it uh uh, thank you all so much for listening and as we always say so long, g- g-